Hello, everybody. How are we? Te Come on, how are we? Come on, speak to me. My name is Ben. If you don't know who I am, I have the privilege of being the leader of this wonderful community, amongst others. And uh, an extra special welcome to all you uh, visitors here who've uh, somehow ended up coming on a day where you've had incredible stories of baptisms of people who were depressed, who were looking at ending themselves, and we've taken a global trip all the way to Brazil, and we've ended up speaking Portuguese together. This is, um, this is a great Sunday because of the melting pot that this church is. Now, I wanted to uh, talk with you, um, and I, we're actually going to start a series today uh, called Free, and this is all about finding the freedom to flourish financially. And you might think, wow, that's really random on a baptism Sunday. And I'm going to explain what we're doing and why we're doing it and what the next few weeks look like. Now, here's what I fundamentally believe. Right now is the best time to talk about money in our church. Have you seen the world we live in? Bananas. I need to take out a mortgage for a bunch of bananas. Have you seen how it is in the world? Have you seen the pressures that people under the, the economy I believe now is the perfect time to talk about finances and money because it affects every single one of us. And whether we like it or not, money really determines a lot of our mental health and the opportunities that we have in life. So this may feel a little bit random, like, wow, why are we talking about money? Actually, it's the perfect time to talk about money. Plus, there's so many of you in here that have started coming to Way and we're so happy that you're here, but you're from a different church context or you've just come to faith. And so talking about money in this setting might be different for you. It might be, feel a little bit odd to you. It might be a little bit, whoa, what is he going to say about money? What's that going to be like? But you've got to understand you're coming into a context as a church community where we're not ashamed to talk about money. We're not ashamed to look at what the scriptures say. We're not ashamed to do that. Why? Because money matters so much to us. I'm going to explain a little bit more about what the Bible says about money. We as way will never be ashamed about talking about money, will we guys? Come on, I'm not in a cemetery. I said this last week, you've got to talk back to me. Some churches you go to and get to get to the front door, you've got to walk through a graveyard. Well, that ain't this church. This church is full of alive people set free in Jesus' name. And that's why this is called free, because actually this isn't about money. This is about going beyond money. This is about going, moving from your bank account into something called accountability. When a shepherd leader like me gets up and does a talk about money, we're not actually talking about money. What we're talking about is what you believe about yourself, what you believe about God, your relationship, your historic relationship with money. We talk about your values and what they are. We talk about your hopes and your dreams and what you feel God's asked you to do with your life. We talk about so much more than just money because it touches everything. And I had this picture um, and I kind of stole the idea from a friend of mine uh, called Jock who stole it from another guy. So there we go. Use your eyes and plagiarize, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and it's an image of a road. And this is how we can often be. I want you to imagine a big highway in a desert, right? Uh, if you've ever been to uh, some deserts in, in America or you've been even to the Peak District, you know, where you get over the top of the peaks and suddenly it's really flat at the top and there's no, no road markings at the side and there's just like an angry sheep. 
you know, as you're driving along this road. And on the side of each road is like death. You know, one minute you're next to a cliff and the next year next to a muddy field. But I want you to imagine this road. And on either side of the road, there's mud and there's, there's, um, and there's cars stuck in the mud on the side of the road. On one side of the road, we have something called the poverty mentality. And this is a side we often get sidetracked on. The poverty mentality is so much a northern thing as much as it is anything else. Where we have a fear of lack. Where we decide not to give any money to God because we feel that we don't have enough money in the first place. And we don't support someone else who needs it or, or, or we don't do something else that we feel we should do because we won't have enough. And not only that, but we don't invest the money that we have as surplus. We don't grow our wealth and our portfolio because we just, we'll just stick it in an ISA. Just stick it there because I just don't have enough. Guys, I want to tell you something today. My God lacks nothing. My God lacks nothing. Now, before you judge me and you're like, man, I thought this church was all about money. And now today on my first time here, the guy up front's talking about money. I have just confirmed your suspicions. I'm aware of that, but stick with me. See, my God lacks nothing. My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and everything therein. He made the world and he will end the world at some point. And everything in between he is responsible for. And if he is good enough to know each feather on a sparrow's body, he knows all the hairs on your head. Don't you think it matters to him that when you lack, he supplies that lack. That when you're without something, he has the means to give you. Come on now. Is anybody glad today that we live under a sufficient father? You know, when my kid lacks something, I give him something. I might teach him a lesson through it. I might make him wait and do something about stewardship with them, but I'm not going to let them suffer. I'm not going to let them stop. And that's what the poverty mentality does. It makes us shrink and shrivel to the point where you and I live such small lives. That is not the life I want to live. I do not want to end my life. I did, an eight, I did a death calculator the other day. Have you done that? You know, you go on Google and you say, when am I going to, that's literally what I typed, when am I going to die, Google? And it does like a calculator. And it said I was going to live to like 89. I thought, that's not bad, that is it, if Google said it. I don't want to get to 89 and look back at all the missed opportunities where I could have sailed through on a highway of financial freedom, but instead I allowed myself to get stuck in the muck and the mud of a poverty spirit. I'm not getting to 89 and thinking that, even if I do get that far. After this message, my life might be incredibly shorter, but we'll see. On the other side of the road, We've got something equally as damaging but very different called the prosperity gospel. Our prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel is all about give and take. God, I'm going to give you some money, so you're going to give me a new Ferrari or a Ferrari or a bicycle. That, Lord, my relationship to you is not covenantal, but it is transactional. That everything that I do in my life is to get something from you, is to get gain from you. And when I give something or when I pray or when I do something really sacrificial and you don't give anything back to me, then poof, you're either not real or you don't love me. Guys, that is not the way the world works. 
If we gave everything to our children, our children would grow up in such an unhealthy way. Unhealthy in the thinking, unhealthy in the body, unhealthy in every way. Because sometimes not having something is actually better than having something. Prosperity gospel. And we often can come into a big church like this and think it's all about money. It's not. It's about the prosperity of the gospel. It's about supporting Daniel Eduardo, giving him a few hundred pounds every single month to make sure that he can feed his family whilst he is spreading the good news of Jesus in Rio de Janeiro. Do I want him to invite us over to sit on the beach? Yes, I do. But what's more important that we live our lives, enabling the gospel of peace and hope and truth to reign in Wigan and not expect anything in return, but to simply bless our town. So on either side, you've got poverty mentality. You've got a prosperity gospel. In the middle, you've got the golden lane. You've got where God wants you. And instead of poverty, instead of prosperity, you've got this road that is called the principles from the scripture, that we live our lives from the principles found in the Bible. In this book, guys, you have everything you need for life and godliness. If you want to know how to save money, if you want to know how to have a better mental health towards your money, if you want to know how to, what God thinks about debt, if you want to know how to grow your business, how to lead people, if you want to know about fear around finances, saving everything, all you've got to do is go to the Bible. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if we did that for the next few weeks? Wouldn't it be great if we went to the Bible and we picked out some verses that gave us a framework of how to live free, not stuck in a poverty mentality, not stuck in this toxic prosperity gospel, but simply living out the principles that Jesus and his ancestors taught. Because it is that truth that sets free. That is the way to experience heaven. So if you're lost today around money, if you're frustrated around your finances, then I'm going to help you learn how to drive on that road. I'm going to help you figure out what is this principle. Okay, we're choosing this, but I've got one to show at the end. I'm going to show you how to learn. And some of you are already driving. Some of you know these principles are living by it. Well, listen, I need your help, okay? I need your help over these next few weeks to share your stories, to share your experiences, to pray for the people in the church who you'll never know about and their financial situation and what God's doing. I need your help to stand with us in this season. And if no one's ever told you what these principles are and you feel stuck either in this toxic prosperity stuff or in this toxic poverty mentality, then get in the car, let's take our time and let's let the Bible be our driving instructor and let's figure out how to be free. So here's some questions we're going to answer. How do I find freedom? If I'm saved by grace, why do I need to tithe? What, that landed a bit heavier than I thought it was then, but that's a, that's a genuine question. And if you don't know what a tithe is, definitely come that way. What does the Bible say about debt? I need a miracle. Where do I go? What practical advice just does Jesus give us from the Gospels? And this is going to be a holistic approach. So, guys, can you put the, uh, the free um, thing on screen? So we have something starting in two weeks' time called free. 
and it's a finance manage, management course. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be one of the teachers there. And it's a four-week course, half seven till nine, free pastries, teas and coffees down here at the edge on a Wednesday. Or you could come a little bit before postcodes open. And it's a really relaxed, friendly, safe atmosphere where you can learn more about money management. What does the Bible say about money? There's tools there to help you figure out what your financial values are, what your vision is for your life. But ultimately, the first time we did this at the start of the year, ultimately the feedback that we got from our candidates that were there just said, I just find it so good to be in an atmosphere where I can just be honest and open about where I'm at. There's not 500 people there. There's about five or ten people there and I really encourage you have a think about joining us you can either um, sign up on the app you'll notice if you open the app the events at the top you can click it or you go to the hub and sign up there it is free um, ironically also we're going to be looking at finance at the next presence night next week we're going to be praying for freedom and we're going to be praying for some stuff around your heart to do with money we're going to be helping anybody in here who's struggling with debt in an impossible situation. We're going to be working with an organization who can help anybody who's, um, who needs help with that. We're also going to be providing practical tools around budgeting, and we're going to provide one-on-one -on -one support. If you need someone to talk to about getting your finances in order, we're going to be putting that in place uh, to make that available to you. And that starts this week. Now, next week we're going to carry on a little series a little bit differently because it's one year of way. So next week, I'm going to be sharing the vision of our church. I'm going to be sharing the scripture that the vision is founded on. I'm going to be talking to you about the why around the name why. I'm going to talking, I'm talking to you about where the money goes here. So I'm sure that'll be quite a packed audience for that one. But come and be stirred. There's many people in here who have uh, joined us recently or for the first time. And you're wondering, man, what is this church about? Mate, you have come at a good time. Because we're doing a series around money, and money reveals all. What I want you to do is get your bank account out right now and show everybody what has been transactions been going on. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's like, eh, no. I don't, want to, I don't want anyone to see how much money I've been spending on bet one, two, three, or this subscription that I said I cancelled months ago, or that I've been doing this. Because it reveals all. And that's what Jesus says in the, book of, in the book of Matthew. He says this in Matthew 6, 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That wherever money is, wherever that is, that's where your heart is, not the other way around. That where your treasure is. So in order for us, for us to really understand what this church treasures, we're going to look at what we, what we give away. And next week, if you want to know about where this church is going in 10 years' time, then come and hear from my lips on that. Before we sing together and before we witness some more spontaneous baptisms, um, I wanted to share the first principle with you. And this is the first principle I want to share with you in maybe 10 or 12. We'll see how far we get. I have to stop talking at some point because it's going to be Christmas season soon. Um, so the first one is this. We start in our heart. That, thank you. That baby said amen. Did you hear that then? Amen! Thank you. We start in our heart. Don't ask how high I can get my voice because you will not like the answer to that. You know, money touches everything, right? Let me tell you what the, some stats are on the Bible. In the scriptures, 16 
out of 38 of Jesus' parables deal with money. 16 out of 38, that's half, and it deals with money and possessions. Nearly 25% of Jesus' word in the New Testament deal with biblical stewardship, how you manage it. So a quarter of the time that the writers wrote is Jesus spoke about money and possessions. One out of 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. Let me explain this. God does not care what you give. He cares about your heart. Because if he knows he has your heart, you're going to give. And not just give money, a tithe or an offering, but you're going to give to the person who needs it the most. You're going to give out of an extension of who you are. God is more bothered about who has, who has you rather than what you have. And Jesus spends a long time talking about money and possessions because he wants us free from it. He wants us to get out of poverty. He wants us to get out of prosperity gospel and live according to his principles. Because if we follow his way and his truth and his life, we will find it in completion. We will live free. Okay, we might experience anxiety sometimes. We might hit some problems. We might hit some difficulties. But guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater things I will do than he did. It's about the heart. And that's why some people get so annoyed when they hear shepherd leaders get up and talk about money. Because it tackles something deep within them. A fear, an annoyance, a frustration. That's why we've got to keep this safe. I'm going to talk about the Bible and make it about your heart. So look, if you're weary, if you're jaded, I don't know when the band are coming back up. They're usually up at this point. Thank you very much. I think they're waiting for me to finish. But the thing is, I'm not going to finish until Austin plays some samba music like he did before. I am joking. Don't mess up. Okay, right. If you're weary, if you're jaded, if you feel disappointed, if you're prospering and don't really know what God wants you to do with that money, this is a heart issue and nothing more. And here's what I wanted to tell you at the end. In fact, you can stand to your feet. I'll stand to my feet as well because I'm done. Thanks for keeping your attention for so long. I know this has been a, a busy day. In the book of Luke, Jesus talks uh, once again about money. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says this, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Now before you jump on me, He's not actually talking about money there. He's talking about judgment and honor. In the context of this verse, he's saying, if you judge someone else, you're going to get judged. If you honor someone else, I'm going to honor you. But here's the promise, that when we give from the principles of his book when we give according to him when we honor him this is what he says give and it will give be given back to you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over and it will be put into your lap 
For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Over the next few weeks, I want you to give this series your full attention. If you're new in here, come back and lean in. If you're new and you're just visiting, then I hope you enjoyed it today. But if you're part of this church community, and even those on the fringe, I want you to give it your full attention. Because this is the promise. If you give, it's going to come back to you. But not in the same quantity, in the same measure. It will be a good measure. And God said it is good good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over and put into your lap. God is the God of abundance. He's the God of the overflow. He's the God of more than enough, of more than a conqueror. And I want each of us to prepare our hearts because this is where it starts. Don't allow the toxicity of your last church bleed into this beautiful one. Come open and ready to get healed. If you're new in here and you've never heard someone like me get up and be so honest about money and relate it to the Bible, come open-hearted because God wants to do some surgery and he wants to free you from poverty or toxic prosperity. So what does freedom look like for you today? What does freedom look like to you? Stage guys, you can take away the table. Thank you. Let me close our eyes. I just want to reflect for a minute. coolest things about this series is that at the end of it we're not taking a big offering it's not leading somewhere this is about us doing the everyday work in our hearts saying Lord how do you need to free me how do I live according to the principles in your scriptures how do I experience the freedom that comes when you're in the driver's seat take a moment Take a minute's quiet and reflection. And I want you to ask yourself the question, what would freedom look like for me in my finances? What does freedom look like in my finances? Just answer that. Even if you're not of faith, you can do this. Have a minute and then I'm going to pray for us. Then we're going to sing. Heavenly Father, we come before you knowing that you are the maker and creator of all things. Lord, we say to you, we are, we are preparing our hearts for the season to come. Not only are we going to celebrate a year of way, hearing stories of what we've achieved and what we've had the privilege of doing in the last 12 months, but Lord, we're prepared to go on a journey where we put reality of our financial situation on the table before you, that we open up our hearts and we say, okay, Lord, change me. I want to grow. I want to be free. Lord, I pray for anybody here who is stuck in poverty. Lord, I ask you, God, to show your hand today. Heal them, help them, move in them. Lord, if they lack anything, Lord, I pray in your mighty name, Jesus, that you give them exactly what they need. And Lord, for anybody who has more than enough but think they haven't because they have a poverty mentality, I pray in the name of Jesus you break it so they can live free under an open heaven, Father. Not shutting the curtains on your blessing, but opening it up and letting you shine into the room. Lord, I pray for anybody who's from um, a context where this prosperity gospel has been preached over their life. 
Lord, we pray release from that in the name of Jesus. This is no religious cult. This is us living according to your word, living free, free to adventure in our life, having more than enough and moving Father, under your direction in our life. I pray you free us from all those things, Lord, that tangle us and hinder us. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Experience freedom. Experience freedom, my friend, over these next six weeks. Prepare your hearts, because that's where it starts. From your heart is the wellspring of life. Amen. Amen. If you're in here and you've never heard um, a story about Jesus before, and you're like, what is this? This is crazy. Then there's a group of people who are just at the back in the corner, um, and they're the response team. And this is what I'd like you to do. We're going to sing now, and then someone's going to come up and tell us what's going to happen with spontaneous baptisms. Um, go over, ask for prayer, ask for help. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you a bag with a Bible and some goodies in it, and they're going to say, well done. And they just want to pray for you if that's what you'd like but you could um, response team can you just wave just because people wouldn't know who you are they're just at the back just just waving so go over to them go and see them because they'd love to pray with you and other than that let's prepare our hearts for what I believe is going to be a pretty pretty uh, amazing season a breakthrough in our finances can we give it up for God in this place and thank him for his goodness and his love and his mercy thanks Siobhan